The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Hey Richard, what have you got in store for me today? <laughs> today I thought Darren. I'd switch gears a little bit. I thought we'd talk about UFOs. Um, UFOs, okay. Yeah. I, I think you might be familiar with this topic. or you, 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 I have come across it a bit, yes, you might have, yeah. in the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have, yes. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that you know, obviously you're in a unique position to have seen like the whole, how the conversation has changed in the last 40 years. For sure. I think that's an interesting angle for us to, to look at today because mm. you, know, you only have to look at the news recently, even as someone who's you know, only come across it in the last few years, like myself. Yeah. And see, you know, how many UFO sightings are not only being reported, but also, um, you know, acknowledged by governments, even if just as something unidentified, you know, even if they're not necessarily claiming that they're from other worlds. I mean, suddenly there are some academics, even I think we we saw that one from Harvard, that guy, um, A.B. Lieb, who is, you know, looking at a a mothership having entered this solar system, possibly. I mean, that's an extraordinary claim for someone. With Pentagon support. Yeah. Okay. even more so. (laughs) That could not have happened three years ago. Couldn't have happened. Someone from an institution like that, you know, with the endorsement of a government organization like the Pentagon, it's like, you know, this is a completely different environment that we're in. And yet it's, you know, I think there's still a big question about, you know, okay, so we have all these sightings, but like, why are we only having sightings? Why isn't there necessarily more happening? And I, I th- mean, you know, one thing that comes through to me, and I've got, I'm quite passionate about this subject. I've been campaigning on it. I brought <laughs> documents out, you know, in, in 40 years ago, mm-hmm. which proved beyond any doubt, and these were CIA documents, that uh, they are intelligent, the sort of things that the Pentagon is now releasing. What's going on then? Yeah. And they were lying about it. They, you know, let's not mess about here. Governments were lying, and they've lied for decades about this. Because those papers, what, 60s, 70s? Were... Well, there, were, there was the papers that I'm referring to, the CIA papers, were 1976. Okay, yeah. Uh, the event was 1976. Mm. They came out, in, I believe, in 79. Okay. Or late 78, 79. Um, but that's just one of many, many examples mm. which mm. showed that these craft exist. And, you know, in that particular one, they, they stopped um, a, an American jet over Tehran firing a missile at them. As mm. soon as they were out of range of the jet, then they, the weapons control panel on the American jet was activated again, proving they were peaceful, proving they had superpowers. It's all been there, and now they're starting to admit that. I mean, that is coming out from the American Navy, and the British government's pathetic on this topic, uh, but sort of reluctantly keeping an open mind, inverted commas. I don't think it's that open, but that's mm. what they seem to be claiming. Um, you know, some, other, some governments, have, I mean, the Japanese have come out with things. The, the Chinese and Russians yeah. both have programs like this. How patient, I mean, talk about an exercise in patience, are these wonderful intelligences from other worlds to put up with this slow, slow burning response mm. from, the, from the world you know, from humanity, from the governments of the world. And all of it is proving, I mean, after all, we can go to the earliest doc- documents on Earth and we find the capabilities of a fantastic craft known as the Push Park of Vimana. 
Oh, yeah. You know, the, back in the Ramayana, which uh, was, seems to be some kind of a satellite that had to be retrieved by an avatar. I mean, it's all been there. And this, this is, no one really knows how ancient that is. Yeah. So, you know, some will say 5,000 uh, years BC, and some will say hundreds of thousands of years BC, depending what source you go to, because a lot of it was passed down orally before mm. it was put into writing. Mm. Um, but this has always been there, and all the while, humanity just doesn't get to the real clincher, which is, yeah. why are they doing this? And they don't try and find out in the logical manner. Mm. By looking into an organisation like the Ethereum Society, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hold back on this, the Ethereum Society stands unique in the world by any reckoning. Whether people believe it or don't believe it, there simply isn't another organisation with the track record, the longevity, the consistency of the Ethereum Society. We are not the only organisation with the truth, not saying that at all. There are other very active UFO organisations, and there are some which have got a lot of untruth. I have to say that too. Mm. Certainly not saying everything out there is correct. But why are they... This is what I believe these cosmic intelligences are trying to uh, kind of subtly suggest. Look at these claims. Mm. Examine them. And they don't, because it's inconvenient and because they don't really, really want to know. The truth. Yeah, they, the, the mm. governments are just, it's like um, damage limitation from their point of view. They've discovered that lying hasn't worked. Nobody believes them anyway about much, but they don't believe them about UFOs or what they've renamed, rebranded, I would say, mm. UAPs, just to sort of, again, take the focus away from their lies, I think. They now call them unidentified aerial phenomena rather than unidentified flying objects. What's the difference? Mm. Same thing, mm. just rebranding. Yeah. Um, but in the end, though, it's all designed to get, I think, the so-called ordinary person to remove the, the barriers from them investigating truth. And the way to investigate truth, if you really want to know truth, and a lot of people actually don't, really want to know truth, sadly, yet, anyway, they want to just get on with their lives and be happy, inverted commas, and some people find that quite frustrating because they never get to the point of real inner fulfilment mm. down the materialistic route, yeah. but that's another story for another show. But those who do want to know the truth, and there's got to be millions of people who do, uh, you know, and, and congratulations to people who look at podcasts like this, because they're obviously searching to see whether it's true or not. Right. We're not trying to convert them or convince right. them, but they can form their own conclusions. They will then find it. And you and I know that if they look at, you know, our core teaching on this show, the nine freedoms, the truths in here will stand up. They can be tested. You can apply them and you'll find that they do work. You'll find that you will have experiences, not just beliefs, not just faith. Those things are necessary, certainly along the way, but you'll have direct experiences which will prove this to be true. I think um, it's, it's, it's interesting what you say as well about um, the kind of, you know, the patience they have for this very slow-burning response that's yeah. happening. But then it also makes you question like, well, why wouldn't they just try to do more then? You know, if, you know, if this is the response they're getting from from what they're doing at the moment, what I mean, what don't they want? I guess that's that's another another way to put it. I 
you know, I can only give my opinions about that. One thing I would say is that they are brilliant psychologists, mm. not only of the human race, but of other races generally, and they, they understand them. Well, if they visit another planet, if they're able to do that, and they are, even outside this solar system. You know, I think one thing I would say about the Ethereum Society, where we stand, I believe, alone, I could be wrong on that, but certainly among well-known uh, claimants, is our contacts, or the contacts that Dr. George King had, the contacts with the gods from space, came from mainly within this solar system. Mm. Uh, a lot of the claims are out there. Obviously, the, the planets that are most interested in us are those closest to us, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and so on. These intelligences, of course, now science is saying, well, you can have life on those planets. One time it was saying, you just can't. We can't live there, so no one can live there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's evolving. People are moving towards understanding multidimensional existence. Mm -hmm. You could have life that's invisible to you. Even an astronaut, Dr. Helen Sharman, said that. They could be oh, invisible yeah. to us. Um, you know, th this is, these concepts are now coming in, so why not life on Mars? And that's, of course, Dr. King, back in 1955, was saying that too. Both those things, so they yeah. could be invisible. And they're also, yeah. they're, they're, they're planets in this solar system. Yeah. Um, this, this makes perfect sense. But they, they are psychologists. They, if they go to another planet, even outside this solar system, before they ever get there, they will know and understand what makes the people there tick. Mm. They understand us here better than we understand ourselves. We are a very hostile race. I don't need to tell anyone that. We have wars. We have a terrible war going on while we're making this podcast in this world. Not mm. just one either, mm. but one particularly notable one in Ukraine mm. going on right now. And, and this is our history. And they know how we respond in an aggressive, hostile, dishonest manner. We, the human race and the governments that control us, whether they be called democratic, whether they be called communist, whatever, or totalitarian, that, I'm sorry to say, is the history of this earth. They know that. They know about the fear as well. The first freedom is bravery. Mm. It's something that we really have to work on on this planet. And so they are very mindful of the effect a direct intervention would have. Apart from the fact it's not something we really deserve, mm. uh, it's not something that will necessarily, at the moment anyway, help the mass of humanity. I would love it. You would love it. I'm yeah. guessing all our viewers would love it. But the world as a whole wouldn't necessarily, in fact, they would know how the, the world as a whole would react to that. Just take one thing alone. By and large, the, de the government departments that deal with UFOs are defense departments. Mm. Why? Why are they not scientific, um, scientific communication or, mm. or just an extraterrestrial department yeah. It warrants it? Yeah. It's because they tie the whole thing into defence. And one prophecy that Dr King made in writing, in print, in Cosmic Voice in 1958 is that there will come a time when governments will admit this, and he's been proved correct on that, and he, but he also said when they do, they will try to make out that they're hostile. Mm. And that is happening too. Definitely, you know, it's, um, even if you look in popular culture, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like the, Mar the Marvel movie series, you know, and the Avengers and things like that. But I know of it, I don't yeah. watch it. But, but I yeah. mean, you know, it's, 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 it's wildly popular, but there's actually quite a sinister aspect to it, which is the way that it frames 
aliens or extraterrestrial life in a very hostile, negative sense that they're coming to attack us or take something from us. And you know that's that's gone out there into popular culture. It's a massively gro grossing movie series, sure. actually, and so it's kind of like almost conditioning people in the completely wrong way. I mean, yeah. here they are coming to us, giving us teachings like the Nine Freedoms, trying to inspire us spiritually towards our own realization and realization of the, the living cosmos around us and life and other worlds and even the sun, etc. And yet, you know, the content that we're creating in our world to condition our own selves, our own people, is basically to say that, you know, they're here to, to attack us or take some... Fear is the weapon used by the dark forces. As mm. you rightly say, it's done through fiction. Mm. It's also done through fact. You've got senators uh, in America. You've got various government officials, I'm sure, in China, in Russia. You know, I can't name them, but I, I'm pretty sure this must be going on, who are seeing this as uh, something to be frightened of. Mm. It, it's all about how will we respond to an attack. It's absolutely ludicrous. Mm. Obviously, they're friendly. They've been with us for thousands of years. Yeah. They wanted to, and they've got this incredible technology. Even the technology we've got now doesn't come close, and the Pentagon admits this, to the technology that these craft demonstrate. China hasn't got it, Russia hasn't got it, America hasn't got it, we certainly haven't got it in Britain. Nobody has this. If they wanted to attack us even now, it would be over. If they'd wanted to attack us a thousand years ago, <laughs> what are we going to respond with? Bows and arrows? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, cannon fire. We didn't have cannons actually then. You know, of course they could have done it along. Mm. It's, it's a ludicrous idea totally. that they're hostile. Totally. I mean, especially when you go. And yet people buy into it. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like, as you say, it's um, the real question is why, why are we on earth not looking further into what they're about, why they're here, what's their message. That's all they want us to do. I believe mm. they're going to all these extreme lengths, mm. proving to the US Navy, proving to various other government bodies, military forces, you know, de-activating uh, nuclear weaponry and a nuclear site, which is on the record. Uh, the things they've done and have been witnessed a lot of people just don't want to look at it. Mm. They just think, oh, this is far out, and so they don't look anymore, which is a child's reaction. Mm. No offense to children. Actually, a lot of children might be more might open be than some it. adults. Yeah. Um, but it's a very, very pathetic, inadequate reaction. The only thing to look at is, is it true? What does it demonstrate? It demonstrates superior technology. It demonstrates peacefulness. So therefore, let's look into the people who say, people who have a track record, who say they know the answers to who these beings are, who these people are, what they're doing and why. And, and nobody, there isn't anybody now anyway, that you could compare to Dr. George King in that respect, in terms of his track record and the continuance of his legacy since his demise, you know, which is over 25 years ago. Mm. Uh, the Ethereum Society has carried on relentlessly, you know, ever since the, in the way he trained us and prepared us to do, um, right up to the present day, that there isn't anything to compare with it. I mean, just maybe to speak for a few minutes about Dr. King and about the Nine Freedoms, I mean, why are these teachings credible? Why are they credible? Why are they a credible source of teaching from other worlds, giving us insight into these beings who are coming here in their craft, etc.? I mean, what they do, the Nine Freedoms and some of the other teachings we've got, is they merge, um, tr you might say, 
the path of spiritual advancement, which has always existed on this earth in different forms, and there isn't only one way, there are many ways to the same destination, which is, you might call it God, mm. and I mean it, not he or she, but mm. it, mm -mm. Um, with service and with a cosmic concept. You know, all the religions and all spiritual movements sooner or later are going to have to address the cosmic concept if they want to be a complete organization. And I, I mean, I think one organization that knows that, I don't say they're doing it correctly, but they do know this, is the Vatican. Mm. I mean, we, we have the Pope coming out saying he would baptize an alien. <laughs> okay. I, he's actually been said, I don't see a great queue of aliens no, waiting no, to be. No, but no. however, <laughs> at least for some move to... This is an important thing. Mm. It can't be ignored anymore. Mm. You can't now, I believe, in this day and age, and certainly in the, in the age to come, have a spiritual... A tradition or a spiritual path that does not include a cosmic aspect because now we know nobody denies now that we can have life as we know it um, on certain planets which have been detected in this galaxy that's life as we know it never mm. mind life as we don't know it never mm. mind multi-dimensional life mm. um, so this is this is really absolutely crucial uh, to the way forward so in these teachings we are told about how intelligence is on Mars, on Venus, on Saturn, even, and I, I know this is controversial, but I'm gonna say it, even on the sun, exist. And we are able then to frame our path to their discoveries and mm. to their way of life, if you can call mm. it that. We can, in a, some small way, try to emulate that. That's really the sort of DNA of the Spiritual Freedom Show, you know, that's one of the big things when we sort of yeah. realized and we yeah. talked about this and we thought, well, you can look at the, the nine freedoms and the last three of them are not about existence on this earth at all. They're about existence on other planets or even the sun. And is this just for our stimulation? Is this just for us to say, oh, what do they do? How interesting? No. This is to tell us how they live so that we can frame our lives, learn from what, how they live, and try to, in some tiny way, demonstrate it here on Earth. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's, for anyone who's, who's come across UFOs and has, has the courage or you know, to, to present mind to look a little bit further, mm. that's, that's the answer, isn't it? Is to find the people who, who have a track record, who are talking about the message that they have given to us, and to look into what that really means. What is, what, what, is the, what is the teaching that they are offering? And what does it reveal about them mm. and their way of life that can help us in our own spiritual development here on earth? Yeah. The, and, yeah. The, yeah. the last thing I'll say, you know, some people could say, all right, well, they've been giving these demonstrations. Okay, there are people with this track record who, um, who have messages that they've been given from these other beings that, that can um, give us this inspiration and understanding, but why, why don't they go further still? I mean, why are they not landing, for example, and being even more overt in, in their kind of demonstration to us here on Earth? Again, that comes back to two things. One is karma, our karma, and we're not in a position where we have demonstrated we are ready for that kind of direct intervention. When you've got people lying... Uh, and, and the public accepting for a long time those lies and not really looking deeper and not looking further. When you have 
demonstrations of their existence, which is completely on the record now and easy to find. And even despite that, humanity is not really on the whole, with exceptions like viewers of the Spiritual Freedom Show, <laughs> looking to find out who these intelligent, making the effort, finding the time, giving the priority to finding the truth, why then, karmically, can they intervene and come here and demonstrate us despite our apathy? I'm going to have to use that word, mm. our disinterest. Um, so that's one aspect. But the other is the one I mentioned earlier, the psychology. Mm. They know what effect that would have. You know, you and I might think it's a great idea. Let them land in Hyde Park or the Hollywood Bowl or wherever yeah. it might be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, everyone's going to go great. Are they? They know what reaction that will cause. And, you know, there, there was actually way back, there was a, a survey, a sort of psychologist survey of how people would react if an, a, an alien craft landed outside the White House and just stayed there. And they came to the conclusion that all the world's media would descend upon it, film it, talk about it for a, certainly a few days, possibly a week. Then that would end and they'd be on to the next story. And then people would come and see it as a sort of interesting thing. And then eventually people would just walk past it on their way to work. Like a museum piece or something. And that's, I'm so, it's a tragic. Yeah. This was a, yeah. a psychologist from, from Earth saying this. But, you know, some, I'm sorry, it's got a ring of truth about it. You know, humanity mm. hasn't shown. There's a great yoga story in the book uh, by, I was going to say my good friend, but I'm going to say the esteemed <laughs> yogi. Uh, Paramansa Yogananda, autobiography of a yogi. And he talks about a, a yogi who, a student came to him and said, Master, will you t teach me the truth? And this master grabbed hold of his head, dipped it in a, I think, a basin of water till the, till the, the boy could, I think it was a boy, could hardly, or young man, could hardly breathe, pulled him out and said, what did you want most when your head was in that water? And, and the young man said, Air master. I said, well, when you can say truth, I'll teach you. Mm. Now go. Mm. And that, that, they were tough, some of those old yeah, yogis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's, an, there's a lesson there. There isn't a desperation for truth. I'm sorry to say, from humanity as a whole, not it, certainly not if it involves effort, service, and, and to some, a spiritual dimension. They don't like that. Now, to be more positive... There has been a, a change since I've been campaigning on this, which is 40 years, in that the spiritual aspect to the subject is accepted now within the movement. Mm. That may sound strange, but there was a time not so long ago when it was resented within the movement. Mm. And Dr. King, even before he started the Ethereum Society, even when he was getting his first messages in 1954... Um, before he'd even gone public, he just had a small group around him in Maida Vale in London. Some of those are actually in You Are Responsible. One of them is called Cosmic Logic, for example. Oh, yeah. They were putting out a spiritual message from cosmic intelligences. They were combining these two right from the get-go. And so he was uh, avoided, ignored, and other people were who tried to, to tie the two. That's changing, so let's be positive. People now know that you can't exclude the spiritual dimension from the subject of UFOs. That's a good thing, but we've got a very, very long way to go. 
a landing will happen. What you're talking about is going to happen. But they point. will mm. know mm. the best time for the mass of humanity. Not the best time for some of us, which would be today, but for the mass of humanity. Yeah, I think it's, it's actually an incredibly inspiring message of the show overall, because, you know, as you say, rightly, it's no longer a question of whether, whether they exist or not. It's no longer a question of are they extraterrestrial. It's more of a question of are we willing to take the first step mm -hmm. to understanding more about them yeah. based on everything that they have already given us. Mm. And I don't think anyone can disagree that, yes, our psychology is such that not only might we completely ignore a landing if they were to come, but it would be possibly a military mobilization. The whole thing would be framed in a defense context, mm. uh, which would be incredibly bad for us. Mm. Um, and, and there's no need whatsoever. And I think you know, one thing we can take from the show is, of course, we can have the confidence that they are real and that there are people who have served as a channel for their, for their messages so that we can better understand who they are, why they're here, um, and, and the teaching that they've been off, able to offer us to Earth and have laid the bridge across this chasm so that we can all not just take a step closer, but begin to realize our destiny, which is really what they're inspiring us with, which is that they are here, living on other planets on higher dimensions in our solar system. They are an example to the kind of civilization that we can be ourselves. And if only we started to follow even a little bit in our own lives in their example, what a different world that we can Well have. put. Yes. You know, the, in, in the book I, was, I, I, I wrote called UFOs and the Extraterrestrial Message, uh, I included in it, with the permission of the directors of the Aetherius Society, several transmissions. Mm. And one of them is called Give, Give Us a Sign. And uh, it's very interesting. And it's in, in this particular extra I'm thinking of, the master of theorists is ta talking and basically saying, you, you ask us to give you a sign. Um, this is the sort of thing that you, you are talking about, yeah. the landing and so on. But we want you to give us a sign. And then he lists some of the things we can do. Mm. And it, you know, it's demonstrating spirituality and you know, serving others. And he, these, this is the sign they're looking for. You know, they're not looking for to see how developed our space program is. Because right. if we did everything that we could do on this world, let's start with peace. Yes. Let's end some wars, yes. uh, which are mad and cruel and ridiculous. Um, you know, if we redistributed wealth to the degree that the, the really poor or, you know, didn't exist at the same time as some people had obscene levels of wealth. I don't have to list off the changes that are required on this planet. Mm. And above all, if we turn to service to others in all its forms, but especially in its spiritual form, then they'd come. They would come and they will come. But it, we're the ones who've got to give the sign. Yeah, let's think about what we can do right now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody's down here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, and your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.